0: Brothers and sisters who are listening Assalamu salamu alaykum warahmatullahi wa barakatuh. We're here for a short time and it's going to be a very quick sort of reminder and that is that we need to do what the Prophet went through in his life. And one of the things that you'll notice is That when the first time Salah was actually revealed to the Prophet. So there's a a Salah that that was revealed to all of us and it was made fard for us in the 10th year of prophethood when Rasulullah went to Mi'raj and he came back. But there was another Salah that was not compulsory, but it was something which was. Uh, okay, for anybody to do to get close to Allah, that salah was given to the Prophet and he practiced it, and the Sahaba practiced it. This was a salah of the night, which first came down, and for the early Muslims, there were there were two salahs in a day that that they could do, uh, but again, they didn't have to do. The compulsory salah at the tenth year of Prophethood was five salahs a day that everybody had to do. This came ten years later, so the first salah that we've got mentioned to our Prophet sallallahu alaihi is in Surah Muzammil, which was the second revelation to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi and the ayah says, "Ya Ayuhal Muzammil, qumil Layla Illa Qalila." O one who is wrapped up in love, stand except for part um, of the night. Stand up in the night time except for a little. So Allah wants him to stand up in the night in salah and do his prayers in front of Allah for a good portion of the night. Nisfahu, Maybe half of it. awin مِنْهُ قليلا. And sometimes if you feel like it, lessen it, less than half the night. alayhi عَلَيْهِ تَرْتِيلًا And um, sometimes extend the prayer length. Sometimes do more than half the night. I want you to do that. Sometimes less, sometimes more, sometimes in between. But the fundamental the most important thing is Qur'an Tartila. Now this Qur'an Tartila meant recite the Qur'an steadily. Recite the Qur'an in a slow pace. Recite the Qur'an with tajweed. This is all in Rattil al-Quran. Rattil means that you recite it, you say it again and again. One is you're saying it again and again. And the other thing about Tartil or Ratil al Qur'an is that you're saying it slowly, steadily. And the other thing about the Qur'an, Ratil al Qur'an Tartila is you're saying it slowly, steadily, but at the same time it's, it's with Tajweed. And the other thing about Ratil al Qur'an Tartila is you're trying to absorb the beauty of the Qur'an inside you and recite in salah. See, this was a specific training method. For Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa first, to get closer and closer to Allah, <coughs> and <coughs> for the Sahaba radiallahu wa it was a training method. So what did they do? Over time, they started to recite, recite the Qur'an, and as they recited the Qur'an again and again, and slowly, and slowly again and again, they started to get closer and closer to Allah. They made a nice bond, and a very nice way of getting closer. Why? Because think about it. Some Sahaba radiAllahu ajmaeen they joined the Prophet sallallahu later in Medina. They joined him in one of his Tahajjud prayers. Now the thing was with Rasulullah sallallahu he used to do his Fard Salah in a way that was comfortable for all the people. So he said, when, you lead the, when one of you leads the prayers, then make sure that you make it not too long. فَإِنَّ فِيهِمْ He said, because there are ill people sometimes behind you. There are weak people behind you. And he said, there are people who have got a need and necessity to get to after the Salah, so don't make it too long. This was his fourth prayer. That the Prophet ﷺ preferred to read surahs in his Isha Salah. Like 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 for example, uh, He would he would like to read these salahs, did they, they, these surahs in such salas. In Jum'a time, it was one page for one rak'ah, another page for another rak'ah, and finished. Even in his Ruku, his ruku he is moderate. Subhana Rabbi Al three times or five times or seven times, the Prophet ﷺ would read it and then he'd be up. And in his sujood, the same thing. So he kept it quite moderate. He wouldn't say his extra long du'as in those salahs. But this was because there were people There were people with him. As for the Prophet ﷺ, in the night time, when he was on his own, privately, one-to-one with Allah Azza that's when he got into his relaxation mode. That's when he got into the mode of really, really making the salah a way of of getting closer and closer to Allah, to the extent that his feet would swell in in tahajjud salah. And Aisha radiAllahu anha famous hadith. She saw the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam's feet swelling, and she she inquired, Messenger of Allah, why do you pray such long salahs? To the extent that I see that your feet are swelling, and the Prophet ﷺ said, Afala an akuna abdan Should I not love to become a most grateful and thankful servant of Allah? Should I not love to do that? This was out of his mahabbah. And Aisha anh, she was asked, "Explain to us." about the Prophet salah. And she was asked occasionally, how did he pray? And she said, فَلَا wa وَطُولِهِنَّ Don't ask me about the beauty and about the length of his salahs when he used to pray at night time. So, nafal prayers. My point is, nafal prayers, extra prayers that we pray, not the fard prayers, but the extra prayers we pray, we're supposed to use them as an opportunity to get closer to Allah. And even fourth prayers, we're supposed to have our mind there. In nafal prayers or fourth prayers, we're supposed to have our mind there. Now, the Prophet ﷺ used to have his mind there in all the prayers. But there's a secret of how to get ourselves to do this, and there's a secret of getting ourselves to be connected with Allah. Now, some of us might not, not might not know the um, translation of the Arabic of the Quran that we read. That's fine. Today's session, you'll see that. To get connected with allah you don't have to have your um, arabic i mean it's really good i'm not saying to you not to learn arabic or not to learn the salah sections look if you can please at least once in your lifetime make an effort to try and make your your head know that when you say alhamdu it means all praise when you say lillahi it's for allah when you say rabbi it's my lord when you say uh, al-alameen is the world, so all praise belongs to Allah, the Lord of the worlds. Try and get your mind to know that. It's a really important part of a Muslim's life. It's a really important part. okay? Uh, because what it will do is, it will make us feel that we know what we're saying with Allah. There's got to be a connection there. We can't carry on all our lives in Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. SubhanAllah, Allah akbar. Allah Alhamdulillah, Reciting, 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 I don't know what you're thinking about. I don't know where the mind is going. Because there's no connection with that kind of salah. I mean that kind of salah is a tick box. Which means, you've just done the job. A guy's just checked in his workplace. Done something, got a tick box. I was here, I was here, guys. Yeah, I was here. He gets the salary or the paycheck at the end of the uh, month, but he hasn't really done a good job of what he's supposed to do. It's just a tick box. It's just, look, Allah, I did my fourth prayer. That's fine. Angels have written it down, gone, I'm, I'm gone. Fine, you've, you've prayed. You're one of those who's prayed. But in terms of the internal problems we have, for them to disappear. In terms of me becoming a person whom the, Salah has, or the Quran has said, Inna tanha anil that when you start praying, the prayer itself will prevent you from doing bad deeds. And, and going towards obscenity, and going towards things that are lewd and shameful, in, in terms of that, that's not going to happen. In terms of Allah saying, اِسْتَعِينُوا wa salah, Salah is a means of you getting help from Allah. That's not going to happen. Very rarely that's going to happen with that kind of salah in terms of me becoming a person who allah said al mu'minun you are successful now and allah has said ulaika humul wadithun al-ladina yarithuna al those people who will actually earn the right to go to jannatul firdaus that's not going to happen in terms of allah saying those people who are internally internally they fear me and those people who are always thinking about returning back to me on the Day of Judgment, how they're going to meet me and how they're going to see me on the Day of Judgment, that's not going to happen. In terms of me becoming a person who once I do this Salah and my Allah is the one who is talking to me, I mean, I'm enjoying the Salah and Allah is replying back to me and all that. I mean, the reply might be there, but the benefits of all of that, it's not going to be my life. In terms of a person having nur, because Rasulullah ﷺ said, Was to nur? He said, Salah is light. For me to get light in my heart, light in my life, becoming pure in my life, that's not happening. In terms of me being a person who finds comfort in salah, because it says in a hadith of Bukhari, when something used to bother the Prophet, ﷺ, he used to come straight in the masjid and he used to get straight in his salah. And that's the thing that used to relieve him. In fact, he said to Bilal رضي الله عنه, He said to Bilal because Bilal رضي الله عنه, used to give the adhan. bis salati ya Bilal, Oh Bilal, by giving the adhan, relieve us. In terms of salah becoming a matter of relief, not a matter of burden. A matter of me making it a cooling element. Because Prophet has been said in one hadith, salatu Salah cools me down. Salah is the apple of my eyes. Salah is something that is so desirable to me. In terms of that, that's not going to happen to me or you if we do that kind of salah where it's just, you <coughs> know, ruku. Did I do two rakahs, three rakahs? Which rakah am I? Uh, let's get up. Uh. And Trying to choose the shortest surahs and trying to cut corners and whatever. And some people find the fatwa that you know you can say, Ashhadu Allah, Ilah, Allah, Muhammad, Abdur Rasulu, Allah, Muhammad. Yeah, I can say, Salam, Salam, Allah, Allah, wa rahmatullah. That's Sunnah. That's Sunnah today is to say the salawat and you know, cut it there. And my, my Subhanahu wa can I say once even? Can I just go in there and just come back up again? Would you be counting and looking for those fatwas and doing the cut, 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 cut? And some people don't even straight in the back. When they when they're doing their salah, you know, some, have you seen some people? Sama Allah Akbar. What my teacher said, he said, we call this salah Dalla. Akbar. <speaking in Hebrew> <speaking in Hebrew> so the guy saying, liman <speaking in> Allah. <Hebrew> you're supposed to straighten your back and you're supposed to wait for a little while. Okay? And then say Allah Akbar. <speaking in Hebrew> yes. This guy says, Samiya <speaking> Allah. <in Hebrew> and stand straight back into from one straight into the other one and some people in between the surges, you've seen them the akbar allah, allah they haven't even straightened in the back yet allah, allah up down up down this kind of salah is not going to even if you're doing it a little bit faster but it's not with the rhythmic you know, with the with the passion to try and get the closeness of, with Allah it's not going to happen so let me start first start with you brothers and sisters who are listening Try at least once in your life to go mentally through all the salah. And when I'm reading the Arabic, when I'm reading the Arabic, I can sort of, you know, put together what I'm saying. It's important for a Muslim to do that. So, Allahu Akbar, Allah is the greatest, Allah is the greatest. Subhanakallahumma, glorified are you, O Allah. And I praise you Allah. What a and blessed is your name. Wata'ala Jadduqa, and so high is your majesty. and there is no other God besides you. billahi I seek refuge in Allah. Who is I seek refuge in Allah from uh, from, from the outcasted devil. Bismillah and in the name of Allah, the most merciful, the most kind. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen this, He's the servant, he says I say this, that all praise belongs to Allah who is the Lord of all of the worlds and to pause there and then al rahman rahim Why pause there? If you can pause there, you don't have to pause there you can say all together al- Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen ar rahmani rahim Maliki al But if you can't pause there, pause there Why? Because you, you, Allah Azza wa Jal, He replies back, in a, according to a hadith of Muslim, Hamidani Abdi, My servant has praised me. Allah says that to the angels. And then Ar Rahmani Ar Rahim, The most merciful, the most gracious, the most merciful, the most kind. Allah Azza wa Jal replies back, My servant, Athnaa Alayya Abdi, My servant has truly, truly given some, some praise and said some words of praise for me. Maliki Master of the Day of Recompense or Day of Judgment. And Allah says, Fawada <laughs> amri, my servant has said that I am in charge of all matters. He's delegated all matters to me. wa abdi ma sa'al." later on Allah says, This is something between me and my servant, and my servant shall have what he's asking for. Why? Because the servant is really connecting with Allah. For you only do we worship or serve. وَإِيَّاكَ You only do we seek help. And Allah Azza wa Jal at that point He says, you know, this is to the angel, this is between me and my servants or my servant. And my servant shall have what he's asking for. And then we say, اِهْدِنَا Surat al Oh Allah, guide me to the straight path. Meaning, guide me and make me like Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Make me like the Anbiya who are all on the straight path. Make me like the chosen ones, those who are the righteous people, those who are close to you, those who are Siddiqin, the truthful ones, make me like them and the pathway of those whom you have favored I don't want to be on the pathway of those who have earned your anger I don't want to be on the pathway of those who have um, who have earned your wrath and then the person says you know a surah. Bismillahir Rahmanir الرحمن In the name of Allah, the most kind, the most merciful And then to get to the next part Whatever that surah might be And if you can, just get one or two surahs in your mind Just the meaning of it It's br- brilliant, short surahs Short surahs Let's just say for example If you were to choose um, إِذَا جَاءَ نَصْرُ wal وَالْفَتْحِ okay, How many of you know that surah? إِذَا جَاءَ نَصْرُ wal وَالْفَتْحِ How many of you know, know that surah? Hands up, hands up Okay, that's good, most of you know that, good Let me do that one إِذَا جَاءَ نَصْرُ اللَّهِ وَالْفَتْحِ When the help of Allah and the, the, the triumph came uh, uh, of Allah عز wa when it comes, الناس, and النَّاسِ When you see a lot of people, they, they will come into the fold of Islam in troops. فَسَبِّحْ بِحَمْدِ ربك, At that point, at that point, hymn the praise of your Lord. And seek forgiveness innahu Surely he's the one who, who accepts the tawbah and the repentance of his servants. Now subhanallah, this surah, if you study it, you'll know that Allah Azza wa has given this surah to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam about the end of his life when he will be triumphant. Anyway, person will, will you know, just say the surah, will know that, that Allah Azza wa is powerful. That's what, what's in his mind. Allahu Akbar Allah is the greatest Allah is greater than everything that is out there Subhana Al Azeem My Lord is so pure The Great One so pure is my Lord the Great. So pure is my Lord the Great. al rabbiyal azeem. Subhan al Azim. With your head down. Sami Allahu liman Allah has listened to the one who has praised him. Or Allah has accepted from the one who has praised him. Rabbana our Lord. Lakal hamd. Walak oh, alhamd for you is praise. Allahu Akbar. Allah is the greatest. And you're on the ground with your nose there, with your forehead there, with your palms there, with your toes on the ground, with your knees on the ground. And then Subhanahu Rabbi Al My Lord is so pure. The highest. A'la. Highest. A'la. And I'm the what? I'm the lowest in this position. You're thinking of Allah. You know, they're thinking of Allah. And the Prophet said what? Aqrabu ma yakunu fi salati. That the closest a servant can get to Allah in this world. The closest a servant can get to Allah is in his sajda. So when we're we're in sujood and we're saying these words and we mean what we're saying and we're trying to get closer to Allah, you know, Allah, you're the highest. And we saying that? That's the closest we are to Allah, Allahu Akbar. That's the closest we can ever get. Now think about it, what, what this means. This means that that even when you're in your dua, even when you're in hajj, even when you're in other, other positions in your whole life, you cannot get as close, closer than the part when you do sujood to Allah. This is a hadith, hadith of the Prophet a sahih hadith, subhanAllah. So it's the closest. Let me spend some time here. If I... Can if I can do more than three times, I want to do five times. If not, I want to do seven times. Take your time. Take your time. Say it nicely and say it again. Subhana Rabbi al So pure is my Lord, the highest, the highest. So pure is my Lord, the highest. And you want to say it from your heart, and then Allah, God, Allah is the greatest. Sit down there. If you can say in between there, Rabbi Rabbiqfilli, my Lord, forgive me, my Lord, forgive me. It's a better thing to say. And then Allahu Akbar, Allah is the greatest. And again, Subhanahu wa a few times. And then Akbar, Allah is the greatest. And then you read Surah Fatiha again, with your heart. Read another surah, whatever surah that might be, and try and get your like. Let's let's take for example, you know, Nas, okay, which many people know. So قل Say, this is my Allah saying to Rasulullah, وسلم, say this. Rabbi Nas. I seek refuge in Allah, the Lord of mankind. Malikin Nas, the King of mankind, Ilahin Nas, the God of mankind. Min Sharril Waswasil Khanas. From what? What am I seeking refuge from? From the one who from the evil of the one who whispers. The outcasted one who is sly and sneaky and he whispers. nas." The one who whispers in the hearts of men al-jinnati wan nas, That exists amongst the jinns and exists amongst mankind. Okay? So I'm seeking refuge from that and I'm asking Allah to help me from that. It's a wonderful dua. Once you learn the, learn the meaning of it. And then you're going to ruku like I just said earlier. Then sujood and you sit down in your tahiyya. All compliments, praises, they are for Allah. Wal-salawat, and any good ibadah, any good, good act of worship done, it belongs to Allah. Aber- seafood, and any good word said by the mouth, it's all for Allah. As- alayka O Prophet, to you be salaam. And basically we, we're sending it. We're not imagining the Prophet in front of us. We're just saying these words and we know that, uh, that Allah's angels will take these words to the Prophet sallallahu It's part of our salah to do, but we don't imagine that we've got the Prophet sallallahu in front of us something that's not right. as alayka, ayyuhan Nabiyo, Prophet, salam on you. Wa rahmatullahi and the mercy of Allah. Wa barakatuh and the blessings of Allah. as alayna, let the peace of Allah be on all of us. وَعَلَىٰ عِبَادِ اللَّهِ الصالحين, and all the righteous servants of Allah أَشْهَدُ أَنْ لَا إِلَهَ إلا الله. I bear witness that there is no other God besides Allah وَأَشْهَدُ أَنَّ مُحَمَّدًا عَبْدُهُ I bear witness that, that Muhammad is the servant and the messenger of Allah Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. Wallah, Allah, I want you to send your salutations on the Prophet sallallahu wa ala Ali Muhammad, and to all the family and the extended people who are beloved to the Prophet sallallahu To his immediate family, to his extended family, to all the people that are even close to him, not even his family, like for example the Sahaba and others. I want you to send it to all of them. Kama ala Ibrahim. Just as you sent your salutations on Ibrahim alayhi salam. Wa ala ali Ibrahim and to the family of Ibrahim alayhi salam. And his extended ones. Innaka hamid majeed. Surely you are already praised. You are glorified without me having to say this. Allahumma barik ala Muhammad wa Allah. Send your blessings on Muhammad sallallahu alayhi salam. Wa ala ali Muhammad and unto the family and, the, and to the extended ones, the beloved ones of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi salam. Kama, kama ala Ibrahim, just as you sent your blessings onto Ibrahim, alayhi salam, ala ali Ibrahim, and onto the family and the extended ones of, of Ibrahim, alayhi salatu salam, Inna majid surely you're already praised, you're already glorified and without me saying this. Allahumma inni zallamtu wa oh Allah, I have surely wronged, wronged what Nafsi myself, zulman kathira a great wronging I've, I've done to myself. وَلَا يَغْفِرُ الدنوبة. Nobody will forgive sins إِلَّا أنت except for you. فَغْفِرْلِ So forgive me. مَغْفِرَةً مِّنْ عِنْدِك I want a forgiveness that is befitting you from your high exalted position. Not a forgiveness that is small but a great forgiveness. مَغْفِرَةً مِّنْ عِنْدِك وَارْحَمْنِي and have mercy on me. إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ Surely you are the one that is oft forgiven and the one who has most mercy. And after that, when the person has said that, Assalamu Alaikum Warahmatullah, rahmatullah The person looks to the right and says, Peace and the mercy of Allah be unto all of you. Now, if he's got his angel, his angel obviously is there, sitting there, writing all of this. So first is, I've said it to that angel. If I'm in salah, in a group of people, I say also to all the people on my right. I say to all the jinns on my right as well. Because there are jinns who join us very good jinns that join us for salah every time we pray in congregation. So we say to all of them, or oh, any other angels on this side as well, I say to all of them. And then, As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullah, on my left, the angel here, on all the men and women, whoever on that side, and all the jinns and whoever on that side, my salam goes to all of them. Okay? And that is, you know, it's a different world. I've been talking to Allah all the while. Yes or no, guys? Guys, yes or no? Allah's name is in all the whole while. Now, this is on every believer to try and get it in his life just once, if you can. Take some time out to learn the meaning of salah, to try and connect the mind with what I'm saying to Allah. Because if you don't, my brothers, my sisters who are listening, it's, you know, I've seen people who are 60 years old, who are 50 years old, who are 70 years old. Who even 30, 40? And they've been praying and praying and praying. But unfortunately, they haven't got that link with Allah. They haven't connected with Allah. Why? Because of them not engaging with Allah. Now, some of you might be sitting here and thinking, well, I've wasted my life. No, you haven't wasted your life. Every time you've done your salah, even if you do your salah without meaning, there is still reward in that. Don't give up. Don't think, well, hey man, what's the point of me doing my salah, you know? I've been reading without meaning and now the imam says, well, you know, it's not good to do that, well, might as well leave it. No, you still do your salah because you are at least ticking your box. Because if you're not even there, then it means you are absent. You're not getting no paycheck at the end of the day if you're absent, okay? If you, if you come to work, you might not have done a good job, but you were at work, they will still pay you. If you never came to work from the beginning, then it's like absent without leave, we're not paying him. And that's another thing on the Day of Judgment, you'll have to answer, answer when you don't do your Salah. But if you do your Salah with Khushu and with good concentration, then that means you not only did your job, but you did it well, you're actually now, you deserve a bonus. You guys understand? That's when they give you a bonus. <coughs> they say, you know, this guy's been working really well, he's put his heart into it, look at his projects. Better than anybody else, you know, we need to, we need to reward this person. At the end of the year, they'll give you £10,000, £20,000, whatever, extra as a bonus because they appreciate what you did. And that's the salah we're talking about. See, most of us are in the middle. Those who are of us praying, in the middle. We do a tick box and that's it. We're not getting any other benefit from that salah of really getting a bonus from Allah, saying that, okay, now my servant has done this, I'm going to help him. The Qur'an has said, salah." When you do a salah like that, Allah says, okay, I'm going to help my servant. When you do a salah the proper way, Allah will say, okay, my, my, uh, make my servant Stay away from sins. I will make my servant do that. I will guide my servant. This is in Qur'an. This is in Surah um, Surah An-Kabut. Okay. Surah number 29. Ayah number 45. You will find it. There. Allah said, I will, I will make, make this salah. Make the salah, stop him from sins. These are bonuses that a person gets. Salah to nur. I will make the salah a nur and a light for this person. Salah becomes a, th- a link with Allah Azza wa Jalla, Allah will make that happen. For that, my friends, we have to go and look at the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And to understand this Salah, let's go one step back with what I said earlier. When Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam used to stand up in the night time, he got so deep into it, so deep into it, listen to this hadith. One sahabi came and he saw the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam praying in his night prayer. And he went and joined him. He joined the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in prayer. And of course, who, who wouldn't love to join the Prophet ﷺ in prayer? But this was his nightly prayer. This was his private prayer. This was the one that he didn't make it short for the people behind him because there's not supposed to be anyone behind him. It's him, one-to-one with Allah. So the Prophet ﷺ started and he says when the Prophet ﷺ prayed, he prayed every single ayah slowly and steadily to the extent that I could count. The letters he was saying. Allahu Akbar. You know, one is to count the words, how many words are you saying? One is so slow that you can count the letters. It'll be as slow as this. Possibly, possibly as slow as this. fi <laughs> If I go as slow as that, I can count the letters. But if I go faster than that, if I say, la gets a bit, you know, too, too much for me to count. Right? So he must have been going slow as, as the first time I did it. And he said, Prophet, he read Surah Fatiha, then he started Surah Baqarah. And each time he read a verse, I thought, okay, he's going to go to Ruku very in a short while. And he kept on reading and kept on reading, and kept on reading, kept on reading. And he kept on reading. And every time he came to an ayah where he's supposed to ask Allah for something, he kept on repeating it again and again. For example, رَبَّنَا <speaking in Hebrew> وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار. And he would repeat it. ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة. وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ حَسَنَةً عَذَابًا Unrepeat Unrepeated. And every time he came to something to seek Allah's refuge, he would seek Allah's refuge and say it again and again. And the Sahabi thought, look, what's the, what's the maximum the Prophet is going to read? Well, to the end of Surah Baqarah. And the Prophet ﷺ reached the end of Surah Baqarah and he didn't go into ruku. He started Surah Nisa. And the Sahab is thinking, whoa, this is getting very long now. And the Prophet carried on till he finished all the verses revealed up to that time of Surah Nisa. And then he started Surah Ali Imran. And he recited Surah Ali Imran. You know how much all of this is? This is almost, if we count all of the ayats revealed, then it's about five Jews. Maybe not all the ayats revealed by that point. It would have been at least three or four Jews. That's a long time in that rhythmic thing to read. It's a long time. It's probably about, I don't know, probably it might be an hour, hour and a half. Could be an hour and a half. I don't know. So, or could be an hour at least. So he's standing there all the while with the Prophet ﷺ. Now if you're standing that long, it's going to to pain you, okay? Now, the Prophet ﷺ finally goes into ruku. So when he goes into ruku, it's a relief. It's a relief because you're in ruku. But you know what the sahabi says? He says his ruku was as long as he's standing. Allahu Akbar. And, the pro- and you might think, wow, that is, that is long now. I'm not asking any of you guys to do that tonight. Okay, <laughs> Seriously, you won't be able to manage it. This is a person building his salah to a wonderful, wonderful point. This is our Prophet ﷺ. And he said that his standing after that was same as his ruku. And his sujood was same as his ruku. And, he, and the Sahabi, he said, I, I want you to break my salam, go. Now, not, it's not for everybody. Now, I'm not asking everyone to do this. I'm asking for us to do a five minute, instead of taking two minutes for two rakats, take five minutes for two rakats. You guys understand? Take five minutes, take four minutes, take double the time. See, normal people will do two rakats in two minutes. Normal people, two rakats, two minutes. Fast people will do two rakats in one and a half minutes. Two rakats probably in one minute. That's really fast. Okay. If you can do two rakats in four minutes, three to four minutes, that's very good. If you can take two rakats and you can stretch it a bit more, then that's excellent. And all I'm asking for, if you can double the time for two rakats, say three to four minutes, if you can double it, you'll see, you'll, you, you'll get better and better, and you'll enjoy it more. In fact, when you stand there sometimes, you will not want to... You know, some people think... Let me share, share a secret with you. Some people think that um, if, if we get people to do it slower... I'm, look, I'm not talking about fard prayers, okay? Guys, please. I'm not asking the imam tomorrow, yeah, to do a salah that, you know, Asr salah and you're there for 15 minutes. Ya Allah, what happened? You know, Hassan Ali came and he switched our imam. Yeah, I'm not talking about that, yeah? I I said Salah, you know, fine. And even Tarawi should be moderate. Tarawi shouldn't be that slow. But you know some places in Tarawi they go dum They want to just finish it. They want to just finish it. It's like a whole racing course for them. How many times they can, how many rakats they can do, you know, like a like like a racing car that's going. And it one lap, two laps, three laps, four laps. Oh, he's coming to his 19th lap. He's coming, he's coming, he's coming. 20th lap and he's finished. Now people think that if they get tarabi like that, you know, how fast can I do it? You know what happens? People actually get more tired. Trust me, people get more tired. You know, if I do a, a quick quick one here and I make you do ruku and sujood fast, trust me, you'll be more tired by the end of it. So I say, So Akbar. Say, Allahu Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, half the people uh, uh, you, it's like doing some exercise, and by the time you finish your 20 recast, trust me, you'll be more tired. What I did is, I went to one place, I think it was um, in, it was in Holland, 1995, I did my uh, tarawih there, and the people were used to fast tarawih, and I You know, the imam used to pray, the imam used to pray something like this. And he's just reading, you know, whatever it might be. That's how the Imam used to read. So I came and I said, you know, I said to people, look, I want to do a bit different. And I stood up the first night and I explained to everybody. I said, look, I'm not going to do it too slow. But I said, guys, you've had years and years of, you know, a f- kind of a fast Rabi, not a super fast. But it was a kind of a fast Tarawi. And I said, what I want to do is, I want you to experience with me, not a slow Tarawi but a moderate one. Okay, guys, I'm not in favor of really, you know, some people, some brothers, they go to Tarawi and like, my God, three hours. And the guy's got to go to work tomorrow. I'm not in favor of that too. I'm not in favor of really fast Tarawi And I'm not in favor of really slow Tarawi. I'm in favor of a moderate Tarawee. So I said, I want you to experience it. So they gave me a chance, I said, fine, and I read. قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهَ فَاتَّبِعُونِي يُحْبِبُكُمُ اللَّهُ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ وَاللَّهُ غَفُورٌ رَّحِيمٌ قُلْ أَطْمِعُوا اللَّهَ وَالرَّسُولِ فَإِن تَوَلَّوْا فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُحِبُّ الْكَافِرِينَ إِنَّ اللَّهَ آدَمَ wa وَآلِ إِبْرَاهِيمَ وَآلِ عِمْرَانَ عَلَى الْعَالَمِينَ ذُرْنِيَةٌ بَعْضُهَا مِنْ بَعْضٍ وَاللَّهُ now just in between, not too slow, not too fast, you know, by the time and and I, I was slowing a bit more towards the end, a bit more because I saw that, you know what happened the first night. First night, you know, people who are used to this fast And suddenly you're going slower. They're like, nah, we're not having that. Complaints came. Seriously, complaints came. You know, why is he going that slow? Why is he going that slow? And then after a while, some left, some left. Seriously, some went to other masjids. A few went to other masjids. Many stayed. But even then there were still few complaints. By the time I did two or three nights with them, And you know, you slow it down a bit more, then they get the. then they really like it. And I could slow down more, and they would like it more. And I'm trying, I'm seriously, if you want to test it out, test it out. I was going to shoot that one. يَسْأَلُهُ مَن فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ كُلَّ يَوْمٍ فِي شَأْنِ فَبِأَيِّ تُكَذِّبَانِ And I know that can be quite slow for some people, but you know what, when you get to the 20-something 20, 20 night and if you're slowing it down and you become everyone used to it, you know what, more people joined. Why people get used to it. Now what I want to say to you brothers and sisters is, I know this is about tarawih that I quickly said something, yeah? But for our individual salahs, we need to slow the salah down and we need to basically get our khushu. Now, I'm going to give you a few tips right now on how to get your khushu in salah. We've got about 10 minutes left. In these in this 10 minutes, I'm going to give you tips on how to get your concentration in salah. Number one, one of the biggest ones, if you can, please, get the meaning of salah. Look at the meaning. I've done it in this lecture. Inshallah, this will be on YouTube. You can go through it again and again and try and get the whole meaning in your mind. That's one of the best ways to get your connection. Number two, try and do some dhikr before the salah. So just before the salah, get your mind into a mode of thinking about Allah. So for example, if you were just playing a computer game and you start reading a book or try to go to sleep straight away, you'll see the computer game in your mind. Yes or no, guys? When you're doing an activity, straight, when when you've been watching something or engaged with something so deeply, you get to the next activity, that thing will follow in your mind immediately it won't stay there for good but for the first few minutes it will be in there so what you've just done is you've you've just been in dunya to go straight into the akhirah the dunya will play in your mind it's natural, it will play in your mind. So have a little breaker. That's why we have the Adhan before. See, the Adhan is supposed to be a moment where everyone breaks off and cuts off from everything else. This is how traditionally it was. Traditionally, in the Prophet time, when Bilal anh, got onto the roof of the masjid, because there, there was no minaret at that time, he came onto the roof of the masjid. I mean, they made a separate place for him to, to, to climb up onto. Um, or when he, before that, he gave it from, you know, from outside of the masjid. When he said Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, when they heard that in Medina, everyone dropped whatever they had. Sellers, they dropped what they had to, buyers dropped it what they had to, people working their fields just left it. And they walked off and they listened to the Adhan. أشهد أن لا I don't know how Bilal radiallahu anhu used to do it. I'm just doing whatever adhan I can at this moment. But when they heard that, he was like, Allah is the greatest. Allah is the greatest. And they're walking towards salah. They're getting the wudu done and they're listening to the adhan. Allah is the greatest. And then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you know, he's been mentioned in the. Allah's mentioned first that we bear witness that Allah is the only God. We say ashadu la ilaha illallah. And then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned is there. أَشْهَدُ Anna مُحَمَّدًا Rasulullah. We bear witness, or oh, oh, I bear witness that Rasulullah or Muhammad is Allah's servant, his messenger. And they're doing the wudu, or they're coming for the salah, or they're coming in the masjid, and they're listening, and they're breaking off. See, the whole thing is, break off from the dunya. <laughs> come to Salah. Why should I come? <laughs> Success come to success, and the last thing before that and beautiful, just Allah is the greatest breaker from everything. In between, it was about statement about Allah, statement of the Prophet, statement about the salah, three things. Allah is the greatest. Muhammad, we follow. He showed us how to pray salah. We're going to do it, and at the end, who are we doing it for? Allahu Akbar Allah. It's only Allah. Now, can you imagine the mind? If you listen to it, if you break up from the whole of the dunya, you're in a mindset of salah. Now, you've broken off. Now, what did the Muslims do in the early days when they came to the masjid? First, they left all their work when the adhan was said, maybe 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes before, whatever it was. They left everything. Then they did the wudu. Then they came to the masjid. They prayed this individual nafil salah. They prayed the sunan salah. Not like last minute, get inside there, missing the rukut, trying to catch the imam in the rukut. No, 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 no. Slowly, steadily they prayed and they sat down and they were in dhikr, in remembrance of Allah, until the imam appeared. And the Prophet sallallahu alaihi has told us that a man is in his salah as long as the jama'ah prayer is holding him Back and making him sit there. What does that mean? That means you've come for Salah. You sat down quietly. You're just in the remembrance of Allah. Or you're just sitting quietly. Not even the remembrance of Allah. You're just sitting quietly, just waiting for the Imam to come. But you're not breaking the etiquettes of the Masjid, which is, which is talking. Allah Azza wa Jal will give you the reward of actually praying. You're in Salah. So another person is there. You know the best thing to do just before Salah? Just, just, go, into, just, go, into, um, just go into your... A rhythm of getting to think about Allah Azza wa Jalla. Sit there. <laughs> think there is no no God but Allah no God but Allah there's no God but Allah there's no God but Allah just think of Allah 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 Whole mind is there. Now, when you stand up for prayer, the thing to do, I'm giving you another point now. One is to do the dhikr, second one that I've said to you. Third thing, what do you do? You think Allah is watching me, Allah is watching me, Allah is watching me. If Those of you, this is a short talk I'm giving on the subject, and it's quite different from another one that I did on YouTube, but if you want to go on to YouTube, just type in there, how to attain khushu in salah. And you'll see a whole sort of hour something talk talking about, again the same point, but there'll be a lot on this point about building the dhikr up and building the mind up before the salah. So inshallah, look at that and you'll get, you know, inshallah, you'll get extra benefit from there. So to build the mind up and to think that Allah is watching me, I say that in the other one, Allah is watching me, Allah is watching me, Allah is watching me. That's what you want because that's that's the ultimate thing about getting your khushu your your devotion to Allah. Now, some of you, like I said, you don't know the Arabic meaning. If you don't know it yet, just use this mechanism. Allah is watching me. 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 Allah is that's going in the head. While you're saying Subhanahu wa Rabbiya Aldeem. Subhanahu And you standing up But your head is saying, Allah is watching me. Allah is watching Your mind is saying, Allah is watching me. Allah is watching me. You're saying Rabban Allah Alhamdulillah? Allah is watching me. Allah is watching me. That's that's what's hitting in your head. That's in itself, a great way of getting your khushu and your devotion to Allah. Azzawajal. If you can, just just think of it as your last salah. This is another point, a fourth point. Think of it as your last salah. After this salah, I'm going back to Allah. An angel of death is behind me. He's just standing there. If you can, think of fifth pointer. That I was on the day of judgment and Allah Azza wajal was about to question me, and I said, Allah, you know, like you know when a criminal is asked. You're about to be sentenced. Have you got your last wish that you want to say? And Allah asked you that. And on the day, you were out on the day of judgment you said, Oh Allah, my last wish is I want to go back and do two rakats for you. And here you are right now. Or four rakats. Here you are right now. Or whole prayer. Here you are right now. Isha prayer. Here you are right now. Okay? So you're going to think of that. Or Another pointer, which is that you're standing on the Day of Judgment. You're there standing on the Day of Judgment. Maliki Yomid Master of the Day of Judgment. You're there standing there right now. Think of it. You're standing there right now and you're doing two rakats. And you're going to be judged on that. Point number seven. You're in your qabr or your grave and you're inside your saw in 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 the grave. Six foot down and you're standing there and you're doing the salah. If you think of that and that's where I am right now doing my salah you will build your consciousness. Some people, can, you know, they've been to Umrah and Hajj, and if they think they're in front of the Kaaba, it brings a, you know, a whole moment of a devotion inside them, that's fine. But obviously, we think more of Allah, or we should think of Allah than to think of the Kaaba itself. But if, you, if that's going to build your momentum, fine. Some people, they, they um, will close their eyes for a little while. Although the, the Sunnah is to op- keep the eyes open while you're in Salah, that's the Sunnah. But gradually, you can do that. First, you close your eyes and try and get the concentration. And then, after that, slowly, 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 you get used to opening your eyes. And then you can open your eyes and you'll be in full concentration in your salah. Another one, number 10, is to slow your salah down whenever your mind drifts off. To slow your salah down whenever your mind drifts off. So, if it drifts off, like you were saying, Maliki yawmiddini إِيَا كَنَعْبُدُ وإِيَا كَنَسْتَعِين. And then you realized, my head is drifting. المستقيم الذين أنعمت عليهم. That's gonna hurt your ego, but it'll make you concentrate. Okay, so that's another pointer. Another pointer is that if you think of something in salah, something came in your mind, ask yourself a question: Who is the one that will get me out of this negative thing I'm thinking about? Let's say, for example, in your salah you thought, my exams are coming up. Who will make me pass my exams? Who, take his name? Allah. So therefore, why am I thinking about my exams? Allah is the one to make me pass. If you're thinking about a pain that you've got, or a doctor appointment that you've got, to, oh my God, what's going to happen when that x-ray result comes? Who's the one to give you good health? Who? Allah. So think about Allah. My mum is not well. Who's the one who's going to make your mum well? Allah. So straight away, Allah again. A washing machine is going on. Mm, when's that going to finish? Yeah? Somebody might be in the house, you know, just put the washing machine on and they're coming to Salah and they're thinking, oh my God, how many minutes? Who is the one that will give, you know, keep the washing machine going and make, make sure that their clothes are washed probably, Who is the one? Allah, is so the thing about Allah, that's it. Okay? Appointments, whatever. Allah, Allah. It's always directs back to Allah. So that's another good pointer um, that, you know, if you're in Salah, you can do that. And if you're in Salah and you're, you're praying, make sure that you don't make it a burden for yourself or you make it too long don't go all along too long just do it gradually do the short surahs or things that are moderate you know not every time in no. use moderate surahs short sort of type of surahs but do slow do it rhythmic and try and do it try and build up on it so if you're two rakats or four rakats, let's say they took a certain amount of time try and increase it a little bit but don't make it burdensome don't do so long that you know your feet were aching straight away your legs were aching and then you're thinking, oh, I don't wanna, oh, I don't wanna, you know, when you think about your Salah again, maybe not this time, maybe not this time, because that will that will hurt you. So what you wanna do is build up gradually. The people who go to a gym, don't go first day inside there where they have got no training, go inside there, take 220 pounds, and pick it up and put it back down. You, next day, you are gone, all right? Well, you won't be able to lift that up anyway, but you know, even if you did, you're gone next day. They don't do that. They start with the, with a lightweight first. They get used to that. And they add a bit more. Add a few more pounds on. Add a few more pounds on. Add a couple of kgs on. And every day they go. Every day. And then, and then you'll see them taking on their big heavy weights. You know. Um, the, the weights and being able to lift them up And they're, they're, there's no sweat they're, they're able to do it 10 times, 20 times and so on That's what I meant by Rasulullah Doing that long salah in his tahajjud Because he wasallam built it up over time And people who do tahajjud over time They start off with Let's say 8 rakats, 8 minutes 8 rakats, 8 minutes No problem Do that for as long as you like Then slowly 8 rakats, 10 minutes Same eight rakats, ten minutes, go a bit slower. Then eight rakats, twelve minutes. Then when you get used to that, eight rakats, fifteen minutes. When you get used to that, eight rakats, you know, take it half an hour. And you want to add on some non-prophet used to do 12 rakats. Fine, do 12 rakats if you want to. But if it's eight rakats or twelve rakats, extend it, extend it. Until and get used to it. Don't don't make it a one day so long. No. no. Get used to slowly, slowly. Over a number of months and years. Get used to it. Until finally, you know what? When you're in your salah. There's nothing more beautiful than being inside your salah. You know why? Because a person will say, a person will say, I know these guys are showing me the time, but you know, sometimes you get into one, you want to just say it, right? So I'm saying, say me, okay? So, you know, you get into your salah. Allahu Akbar. And when you get into your salah, you're in another world, a complete different world. I'm saying this to myself here. Yeah? <laughs> this is another pointer, another pointer, and what probably one of the final pointers I'll give you. A twelfth one is. That if you can think of a beautiful tune that will get you involved, like instead of saying, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, Ar Rahman, Ar Rahim. If that, if that motivates you, that's fine. But there you know, some people with a good tune, they might, they might, get, they might lift themselves up. Alhamdulillah, <laughs> you're a man, Ar Rahman, Ar Rahim. Maliki, Yawmiddin, are na'budu wa Maliki, you Lift yourself up With either you're saying it yourself And maybe some of you can't say it But bring in your mind a tune that you love And try and think that you're saying it in that tune It lifts you up it brings you closer to Allah Azza wa Jal. I hope, inshallah uh, this has been a beneficial session. And I hope you make dua for me, inshallah. When you pray those, you know, if you can't get your devotion to 100% for every salah, that would be brilliant. If you can do it, you know, when you get into that, you just don't want to let go. Seriously, you don't want to miss another tahajjud. You don't want to miss another prayer. And when you get to prayer, every time it's so enjoyable. Your prayer, take your time. Get in there and read it nicely and with good khushu. And I'm saying this, why? Because I want everyone in the world to taste it. Because I've, I've done this session, you know, today we haven't got time for a practical one, but I've done this up and down the country. You know, people, when they get to the day when they've done a hundred percent concentration of salah in a in a two rakats. oh, you know the enjoyment. It's like you've climbed a mountain. You've conquered a tower. It's, it's so thrilling that you made your whole salah from Allah, well, to salamu alaykum wa no other thought except for Allah. And you know what the hadith of Bukhari says? Whosoever does wudu really nicely, and then they pray their salah two rakats for Allah, their face nor their heart turns to anything but Allah. When they finish that salah, dakhal al-jannah, Allah will enter them into paradise. Meaning that when you get to the next world, Allah will give you paradise in return of those two rakats. Allahu so when you get to that it's like you have achieved so much. I want every muslim out there to achieve this and not to see a salah as a burden. Jazakumullah khair. Wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.